DBM delivers experiences that go beyond the ordinary and suspend reality. From powerful loudspeakers to state-of-the-art projection systems, and from high-quality processors to exceptional acoustic treatment solutions and screens, DBM partners with pioneering brands, including Barco Residential, Complete Acoustic Treatment Systems, Display Technologies, Trinov, Waterfall Audio and Meridian Audio. We give you the very best high-performance products for your home cinema projects. Like you, we're committed to achieving excellence. Visit distributedbym.com to find out more. Hello everybody and welcome to The Integrated Home, the podcast that's produced by the home integration community for the home integration community. My name is Jeff Hayward and we're here in Bristol with Owen Maddock of CinemaWorks to find out how he got his lovely new showroom to this point and to learn how it's working. Welcome to The Integrated Home. AWE are proud distributors of Sony televisions and home cinema projectors, bringing you the best content from lens to living room. For more information, visit awe-europe.com. Owen, can you just tell us a bit about yourself and describe your business? Absolutely. Hi, Jeff. Um, my name's Owen Maddock. I've been doing this for approximately ever. Um, for the last nine years, I've been in business for myself as an AV integrator, first as Connected Works and now as Cinema Works for the last four years. Uh, and in October last year, I opened my uh, my brilliant new sh- cinema showroom in Redland. And you started work on this showroom, what, early in 2022? Just how did it how did it all come about? Tell us the whole story. Yeah, really good. So um, it's a very, very Bristol sort of a story. So Fraser, who's kind of effectively my, my, my business partner now, he owns this place. Um, they'd taken it from a small single unit on the Gloucester Road to a massive, brilliant showroom with a warehouse just around the corner on Zetland Road. And within that space, there was a boardroom sitting there doing nothing. And Fraser's always had a bit of a passing interest in home cinema. He's done lighting for home cinemas. So he approached me to see if I wanted to partner up and basically put a a home cinema in the back of their business. And after about half a second of serious thought, I just said, yes, please. And Fraser's business, it's decorative lighting products, really, as that's what he sells, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, two bits to that business. So Abe Electrics is older, which was a general electrical wholesaler started by his dad 50 years ago or coming up for 50 years ago. And Fraser's thing was always lighting. So then Fraser Byzant Lighting is a lighting manufacturer, lighting supplier. They will refurbish old lights. They do their own brand of LED tape. They do everything to do with lighting. And obviously lighting is super important in a home cinema. So there's just lots of overlap and synergy there. So I'd imagine just having a look through that showroom that you get designers and architects pop in there, lighting designers, presumably, plus also clients and electrical contractors who, who like a nice fitting. Absolutely all of that. The, I think the one market they get a lot of is kind of people on their grand designed journey wanting to do the lights because there's, you know, kind of you can let the electrician do your lighting plan and there are a smaller handful of those who will do it brilliantly. But mostly I'd say not. I'd say mostly if you let the sort of typical site spark do it you'll just get a grid of downlights and there's an awful lot more to that so we get people wander through with their plans they pop them all out on the kitchen unit in the front of house and they go through it so it's kind of perfect because as soon as there's a media room and there's a cinema 
they get introduced to me and we go out the back and it's just really good. And the space that you've got, I mean, it's quite something what you've actually done. So so talk me through the timescale of, of how you looked at this boardroom for the, in the first instance and then came up with the idea that you, you've now created. Yeah, so it was January of last year that Fraser got this building and started turning it into his own showroom and that's when I met him he kind of called me in via mail from Bespoke Home Cinemas who got the initial call but of course they're in Leeds and so I saw this boardroom and it's perfect for it it was initially seven meters long four and a half meters wide I thought that was a bit big and I thought that's easy we'll put in a stud wall I can have an office brilliant and we can make a slightly more modest sized cinema but still nice and big you know seven seats in here and we can uh, we can show it off from there I didn't get the access to the actual building until July because they were using it for storage through their build process so they opened in April and I opened in October. Right so when did you really finalize the design of what you were going to put in there? Oh yeah so that was really I had loads of time to think about it and of course in my spare time over about three and four months I kind of designed the whole thing first on kind of paper and then on kind of 2D elevations and then ultimately in, in SketchUp 3D. And it looks a lot like those early SketchUp models. You know, it looks the same if I go back through and think, yep, that's what we set out to do and that's that's what we've done. Um, interestingly, ar- around the same time, January 2022, I joined up to the RP22 working group who are writing the sort of the next generation of cinema standards for the home cinema industry. And that's had a massive, huge positive influence on the way this room's turned out. Um, you'll see from the pictures, there's lots of kind of zigzag effect to the wonky walls. And we've done that because we've towed in all the speakers towards the audience. And that's a huge kind of visual benefit, but also a massive performance benefit. And that's all down to RP22, which is this new CDO recommended practice? Pretty much, yeah. Because um, they don't tell you you have to tow in your speakers. But what they do tell you is that you must seek to achieve better seat-to-seat consistency. So not just the single seat, which is what most cinema designs think about. They sort of take the the bill payer seat right in the middle and they kind of optimise for that. Or some people actually optimise to a point between row A and row B or row A and B and C if you're doing three rows. And they said, well, hang on, what about everybody else? So one of the goals that we set in RP22 is that you must achieve greater consistency across the seats. And one method for doing that is to intelligently tow in the loudspeaker. And how does that manifest itself in the room that you've created? Well, first I've pointed all the speakers towards the main listening area. And crucially, I've done a technique called cross-firing, which I got from the Trinov guidelines, where you actually point the speaker at the listener slightly further away. What that does is it turns the levels up a bit for the seat that's furthest away, turns them down a bit for the seat that's a bit too close, and so it evens things up beautifully. So not just now for one person who's bought a cinema, but for their family, for their friends, it improves the experience for everyone. And it's really, really clear when you sit in here compared to other rooms that I've been in at similar price. When you sit in the other seats, it's just quite a bit better. Everyone can perceive this. And just describe the seating because it's not your normal home cinema setup, is it, that you've got there? Well, no, indeed. So that's all part and parcel of this. I mean, the room's four and a half metres wide and five metres long now. And that's pretty standard. You know, it's a bit bigger than a single garage and it's kind of the sorts of rooms we have in Britain. Often what you'll see is sort of two rows of cinema seats or a sofa and some cinema seats or two sofas. There's a problem. And that problem is that the back row don't get a brilliant experience. It's too close to the back wall. And it's really obvious that you're too close to the back wall because you get the kind of reflections from that. Subliminally, your brain knows that you're right up against a wall. And that messes with your ability to disappear inside the film. And also, I was on a budget. So I've got really lovely cinema sofa at the front. 
Then there's effectively a console bar table, and then there's nice, comfy, squashy bar stools at the back. So what I've done is I've made the listening area smaller, and this makes a huge difference to the people at the back, because they're within that lovely listening area that's nice, where you're not too close to anyone's speakers, so you're more able to disappear inside what you're watching. But the other thing is, of course, I could have better seats at the front, put the budget into that, because that's where my demo clients will be, and it was pretty modest to get the seats in at the back. And then behind the the cinema room, you've created, well, you call it an office. I call it more of a little demo space of, of other knickknacks, if you like, that you might be interested in for the Your Home Cinema. So do you want to just talk us through what you've got there? Absolutely. So I've got um, a lot of fabric samples. You know, when people come out to buy stuff, they want to see what they're getting, of course. And our cinema is finished in a fetching dark grey, but you might not want that. You might want navy blue or a you know fetching dark green or whatever it be so we've got various samples from all the fabric people that we make the fabric walls from and i've also got a lovely big book of the different velvet colors that the sofas come in and that, that's real modern shopping isn't it you go out and touch and feel stuff so that's really nice all on the back wall then next to that we've got some other examples of what cinema build systems do in terms of acoustic treatment in terms of their metal framing system and i can just sort of pull the cloth back and show you how fabric walls work so it's a really useful kind of client discovery area and it's a really useful training area as well very good and now uh what makes the space stand out what makes it different and um in my opinion quite extraordinary the experience you get when you walk in so firstly there's the wall detail you know the, the zigzag walls are really well done and it's to a nice level of finish so that looks interesting and different and kind of funky but then also there's the lighting we've gone for rgb pixel lighting which we did in conjunction with max from invisio um, and it's just really cool you can do dynamic lighting in here not really for when you're watching a film but definitely when you're listening to music and crucially when people first walk in and they just go wow because it's super different and super exciting and it's really, really changeable. So if I want a new Instagram post, I just put a new lighting scene up, take a picture, pop it on Instagram. And that flexibility and versatility is really important depending on the type of customer you've got, I'd imagine. Well, no, exactly, because everyone's different, right? And we're trying to appeal to a wide variety of people. So very quickly on the way in, I'll think, mm, do I want to do something that's warm white and quite subtle and quite classy? You know, are you from Clifton? Is that the kind of thing? Or if maybe the client's a bit younger and a bit more showy offy, and I'll just put the most dynamic lighting scene I can think of. I've got 80s graphic EQ going in on the walls, which you just don't see very often. And so if you've got kids coming in as well, perhaps with uh, their mum and dad, they might want a bit more of a, a pizzazz feel going on as well, might they? Yeah, absolutely. That, that's one of my favourites. The kids button on the Rayco panel just brings up um, sort of dancing rainbows all around the room. <laughs> Lovely. And talk to me about the, I mean, I, I, I dare I ask you to relive this, but the stress in getting it ready for a launch and, and how you actually manage that process, because it opened in October, right? We opened in October. We were bang on time. Never any drama. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I remember I went on your podcast in July. And I was about to go on holiday and I was feeling pretty good about the world. The room was coming together. It looked nice. It, looked, it was starting to look like the picture I had in my head. And I went on holiday with a clear conscience and I miscalculated by about two weeks. Oh. And it's classic in our industry. Everyone's showroom is late. A couple of guys I won't mention done some really fantastic experience center type stuff. One of them was 18 months late. That's, that's quite a thing. Um, I definitely couldn't afford that. I also didn't want to embarrass myself in front of Fraser. And we'd booked a DeLorean for the launch. So I didn't have anywhere to go. What I did was I hit the phone and I asked a whole bunch of people I knew and liked from the industry if they wouldn't mind coming and helping me. And my God, they all came. 
And so we got absolutely opened, completely working, all done in time by the absolute skin of our teeth. Yeah, it was a bit stressy. A bit stressy. And you you actually set yourself a specific date, didn't you, for the opening? So talk to us about what you did as an opening event. Well, we kind of had to. So, um, well, hindsight. When it was all going well, we decided let's have a launch day. Let's invite everybody. We pushed the boat out a bit. We hired a screen accurate DeLorean for the launch night. We had a launch night, which was for kind of VIP customers and industry and friends and family. And that was an evening do. And then we had an open day on the Saturday, which is a bit more kind of, you know, for people with their kids, that kind of thing. Um, Now, of course, when you hire a screen accurate DeLorean, it costs quite a lot and you've paid a deposit and that that booking is pretty set in stone you can't go around moving it and you've invited the local paper and you've invited all your best customer you know i just didn't give myself anywhere to go so the only thing i could then do was get help and suffer and i did both but it all went off swimmingly well absolutely brilliantly i'm still slightly kind of a little bit emotionally overcome because everyone came down to help and also because it just went so well you know i slept really well that night because there was just nothing left and what was your expectation level? Did you think as soon as you opened the showroom, people would be walking in with their checkbooks out saying, can I have a home cinema, please, Owen? I totally thought that. <laughs> um, and you remember what happened in October. It was um, Liz Truss and uh, Kwasi Kwarteng, right? Oh, yeah. Driving the economy into a ditch. It gets worse. I had a cheeky little cinema around this size and around this price, kind of teed up with one of my longstanding customers. And it was all just kind of, oh, we'll come to your place and we'll look at some seating and then we'll we'll go for it. And then... You know, they're absolutely fine, but Matthew's business, they just had to breathe in a little bit. And they said, yeah, that's not going to happen this year or probably next year either. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I love them. They're my great clients. And that's, of course, they can do what they want, but flipping heck. So quite painful. But how how have things now settled down, if you like? How, how is the showroom working as part of your day-to-day business? Well, luckily, after that, it got. I think we got Christmas out of the way and then things started to happen. Uh, one of my long-standing clients from London came down with his family and they're having like this, but about one better in every regard. I mean, they're quite, he's done very, very well in his business. And just on his way out, he went, these lights? And I told him how much they were. And he went, yeah, my kids like them. We can have those. And it's a lot. You know, so that was very cool. And then another thing started to happen. And then luckily for me, I've got Fraser. He's got fantastic contacts around Bristol put me in front of some really good high-end house builders, stuff like that. So now my pipeline is is pretty full. I've got kind of work lined up for the next year and a bit, I think. And really, the showroom is part of the CinemaWorks brand. It, it, it's an experience that people can, can see you can design, they can see you've got imagination, and they can, they can see the quality of the finish that you would do yourself. Well, absolutely. I mean, it needs to be a, a real kind of competence demonstration so first we can put a nice looking room together of course we can so that's that's the wow when you walk in and then you're after that second wow when you play them something and we've we've absolutely got that I mean for example um the lady Kendra who helped me out with copywriting when because she's better than me of course she is, she's a specialist <laughs> um I sat her down in the good seat played her star is born you know Bradley Cooper Lady Gaga mm-hmm. all of that and she cried it was brilliant that was really good um yeah of course and i've even got branding out the front of the shop so i've got phrases two businesses the signs at the front and then my cinema works branding is just up from there so that's really nice i'm advertising 24 7 you know it's great fantastic and you're also inviting designers and architects into the space so you can deliver cpds in that room i believe oh wow see honestly the cpd thing has been brilliant i was always keen and i always like to go to an architect's practice 
on a good year, I'd probably get maybe three and four done because it's fair. It's quite a lot. You know, you have to sort of ring up a bunch of practices, see if they're interested, email them back and forth, book in a date, go and see them. So you can't do client work. Um, so what's happened? My hit rate's much better because I can say, can I teach you about home cinema in this beautiful space? It's only in Redland. And they say yes. And I'm already at work, so I can just do some work, stop for an hour, deliver the training. But it's how well it goes over. Because, of course, you play them a little clip for five minutes and they're drawn in and suddenly they're into it. And suddenly they're sitting up and paying attention to you. Excellent. Uh, and has it actually translated into work that you can measure? Uh, definitely. So there's, there's two bits to this. There's new clients, so people who are kind of interested around the home cinema and the next step, come and see me in the showroom because you can calibrate it. You know, this is a good experience. Is it good enough for you? Do you want to see the next level? But at least you've seen something. I've got a guy I've been working for for nine years since I started, one of my first customers, and he's he's kind of in property, so he flips about a bit. On his latest build, I finally talked him into having a cinema. It took about five minutes. I just brought him in here and played him. So that's happening this summer. Brilliant. And then there's just completely fresh new clients who you haven't seen before. Um, one of those came in this Saturday. You know, I wouldn't really have got in front of them. They're a little bit further away in Frome in Somerset. It was hilarious. The guy sort of rang me on the Thursday. We had a bit of a chat on the Friday. He came in on Saturday with his missus. You know, I think they're keen. Mm, mm, I think so. And I'd imagine also that people who are in Fraser's part of the building can be tempted to come through and perhaps be given a tour as well. I mean, that's absolutely, absolutely part of it. And I must say, not just Fraser, but also and his staff have all been amazing. They're all trained to kind of fire up the system. They're trained to do a little bit and then stop. So it's kind of like two clips and then right, you need to make an appointment with Owen, which is perfect. So I don't have to worry. The place is looked after. They treat it with extreme respect. Occasionally they get to borrow it on a Sunday and they always ask nicely and it's always immaculate when I come back. But the staff here have been absolutely brilliant and really, really welcoming. And which helps me because in the week I'm mostly out with clients. I think that's really important for a small business. You need these collaborations to work for you. So you do need somebody who's, who's got staff who can be effectively your salesman when you're not there. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing because it's quite a big thing, you know, from being a sort of smallish, boutique kind of one person plus subcontractors kind of install firm to having a facility and having a space. I didn't need to staff it, which was just fantastic. That was a big, big stroke of luck, really. And the fact that the businesses have got so much synergy together. So what's brought you the most satisfaction with the project? Wow. Um, I mean, to be honest, I think... I think it was the look on my wife's face when I sat down and played another <laughs> thing because I don't think she ever really realised what I do. And most people don't. Most people, you say cinema room, and I don't know what people have in their head, but I think they kind of almost imagine a projector like you've got in the pub and a load of visible speakers, or maybe you've got someone's got a friend who's a bit of a DIY enthusiast, and then it's all visible speakers and visible cables and that kind of thing. But a properly installed, properly designed home cinema is very much not that. And I don't think the awareness is there. So it's fantastic to just have something to go, this is what we do. And presumably the industry have uh, have been uh, beating a path to the door. What's their reaction been? Just uniformly positive. It's been so nice. I've had a lot of people through who are looking at doing their own space. Just really positive, really, really flattering. I mean, I, I knew I was kind of really trying to do something that was better than you generally get at the price. And some of it was the RP22 influence and, you know, being friends with Ben, with Peter, with Christian, with those guys, really learning from the best. So I knew I was pushing the envelope a bit, but it's been so well received. It's been fantastic because, you know, if you do anything a bit different and 
a bit different than everyone else has. You kind of you're waiting to be shot down, right? Mm. And and that hasn't happened. Everyone's just loved it, um, which has been reassuring. So, biggest learnings for you from the whole thing? The thing is, the next time I do a showroom, I will put in a bit more time. I will plan it a bit more cautiously. I'll put in the deliverables. I could always do an AV project, but the AV and the build together, you know, the stuff around stud walls and getting the carpet guy to come, that was a story in itself. I went through three carpet guys. I don't know why, just they, <laughs> sort of, they said they'd come and quote and then didn't turn up. So a lot of project management lessons for me, but I think that won't be a problem. You know, the AV projects go well. It's just more about the build side of things. And no other than that, you know, I kind of I pushed myself quite hard and just about with a bit of help got there. And just give us a, a quick kit list to, to finish off. Oh, yeah, no problem. So um, audio electronics by Anthem. I've got a 11 channel AV receiver, three channel power amp. So it's nice, good amount of headroom. Um, speaker package by Klipsch THX and shout out to Indigo and Charlotte because they've been just wonderful. Sony laser projector, cinema build system screen, cinema build systems, loads of stuff. So all the fabric walling and the acoustic treatment was all by them. That's been fabulous. Um, lighting and sort of pixel RGB lighting by really three of us. So me, Max from Invisio and Fraser, we all had a hand in doing the lighting. And then Max did all the clever Madrick stuff with the programming and the dynamic lights that's been incredible funnily enough he finished the project for us and then a few months after that he came down as well and I met him <laughs> that was really cool that's very good excellent and you mentioned Reiko on the lighting control as well was that right and have also been brilliant so Reiko for sort of controlling house lights and the way it works is the Reiko sends a scene and then the Savant system that runs the AV picks up on that scene selection and that throws an HTTP command out to the PC running Madrix. But you don't need to know that, Mr. Client. You know, as far as I'm concerned, if I press film, the cool film lights happen and then they settle down again and go dark so you can watch the film. Cool. Um, what final piece of advice would you have for integrators thinking about a showroom cinema? Well, I mean, I suppose... I was trying to find a kind of complementary business to partner up with because I do think it's a bit of a leap rather than just take a unit and fit it out. You need to be at quite a size for that. So if you're in that middle ground, look around, make phone calls, go on the hunt for a sort of complementary business. And, you know, I got really lucky, obviously. So there's that. And then when you get the space, aim high. Don't be cautious. Try and do your best, best, best work because that's what people will judge you on. Well, it is a brilliant space. I had some really cool demonstrations in there and very, very impressive. So hats off to you, Owen. I think it's a wonderful cinema. And uh, yeah, round of applause for Owen, virtually. There you go. And another bigger one for all the friends that came and helped me do this. Thank yeah. you, everyone. You know who you are. Yeah? It's, an, it's an industry room, that's for sure. You can find out more about The Integrated Home on Instagram at IntHomePod and on LinkedIn at The Integrated Home Podcast. The Integrated Home is brought to you with the support of AWE, Sony and distributed by Meridian. We support Together for Cinema and we are a Wildwood Plus production. The Integrated Home supports Together for Cinema. Together for Cinema is an AV industry movement that designs and installs cinema rooms in children's hospices across the UK. In these special places, children, their families, staff and volunteers are now enjoying fantastic movie experiences together. We want to build more rooms in more hospices for more children. To do that, we need your help. Visit togetherforcinema.co.uk and find out how you can be involved to help make short lives that little bit better.